It's not a big spark, it's a slow fire that has been cooking for a long. And uh, when I talk to cab drivers, they, or, or normal people in the street, they would tell me, no, look, we can't go every day, we have to feed our children. I tell them, see you in a few weeks when you have nothing to give them anymore. It's true that on TV it appears a lot and mm. as a global movement, mm. but because I was in the demonstration of uh, the first one after the assassination of the Prime Minister and mm -hmm. the few other ones, uh, no, I haven't seen the numbers of people I saw when the Prime Minister was assassinated. Mm -hmm. When I tell you that Tabari Square until Riyadh al-Salah was packed, yeah. that's the magnitude of the amount of people and buses was, were flocking from all over the, 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 the country. Yeah. Okay, I haven't seen that yet, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that the movement is weaker. Mm -hmm. It means that the same as in, uh, when the election happened, people are skeptical, people, some people don't want to believe, some people are tired, some yeah. people are scared. There is not uh, the... the the Prime Minister's assassination triggered something emotional, immediate. Mm -hmm. This revolution has been in the making mm -hmm. very progressively for some time. And so in a way it's a slower build-up to this moment. So in the, in the sense, this time around is in a way more powerful because it's, it's, not a, it's not directed at one particular issue. It's not that there's an assassination, huge political moment and then people react emotionally. This time around it's a decades-long build-up, a culmination of many things at once. Did I get that right? Exactly, yeah. Mm. We've been... Uh, okay, we're, we were at war, okay? Uh, the, the wounds of war were healed uh, hastily, mm -hmm. but um, healing the, um, the effects of the war, but not the it was a symptomatic treatment, right? Yeah. So, uh, surface treatment. You're talking about Ta'if and 1990. Yes, yeah. exactly. Civil mm -hmm. war was not treated correctly. It was yeah. not. We, they just found a way to just stop the fighting. Yeah. So each one got a piece of the cake. Each of those little bandits, right? Yeah. But the deep uh, issues about why why did it happen and how did it happen and what triggered it were never tackled because it is more difficult to heal those things that yeah. have to do with education to be honest mm -hmm. if people understand how futile are the reasons for which they fought and that's and we're talking about deep education yeah. then they would never hold guns against each other this work of educating people hasn't been done. We're at the same exact point of just after independence mm. with foreign powers fueling our fear against each other and our hatred and not allowing us to believe that we have common dreams. So this goes back more than 1989. This, from what you're saying, goes back to 1943 that we're really readdressing the way Lebanon works. 
in its fundamental way. Uh, yeah, we're still there, okay? It's not just Lebanon. It's I'm talking about this is uh, something that uh, is in all the Middle East. We don't have a political conscience. We're still at this tribal era. Mm-hmm. And you see the Sauds, and you see uh, in Jordan, and you see in Syria. It's all about a holding clan. So, so in a way, this time around, it's really not just about Lebanon. It's about Lebanon wanting more than what it was given in its earliest state. You want your the expectations have shifted dramatically. Well, no. But what I'm happy with with this revolution mm. is that no, the consciousness, what you hear on the streets, the the, the, the young students that are talking, are talking facts and uh, yeah. and common sense. They're saying no. We we're not talking about war. We're not talking about enemies here. We're talking about basic rights. You know, whatever you are, we just need you to follow the law. Yeah. We need you to follow the law. That's the only, that's the main request of the people. Yeah. We don't need your religion or your clan or we don't care yeah. whoever you are. We need you to be clean. Now, and I want to ask you, as somebody we're approximately the same age, we're from the same generation, that we were old enough to have remembered parts of the war, but we're really the post-war generation. And is this, in your opinion, the worst time in modern Lebanese history? And I'm, I'm, tr- I'm going to include... Now? Now, yeah, in terms of, not, not, not the revolution, but where we are in terms of economics and politics. Has it ever been worse to you? Because I like to think back to the early 1990s, and to me, those years were, mo- even though things were still war-torn and the country was in shambles, but there was a lot of hope on the horizon, and it was a post-war era. Reconstruction was the norm. Do you feel like it's gotten just worse and worse? No, 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 no. really, because I've grown up uh, at a time where I could not cross uh, to Ashrafiye because I lived mm. in Verdun. Mm. I lived at a time where uh, there would be uh, uh, gun battles on the street while I was passing with my school bus and I would witness dead bodies. Uh, the street would be littered with trash and they would, I would uh, take my bath with, uh, the, you know, we heat water on yeah. the gas. Yeah. This is what I live. This is my childhood. This, Still, the civil war does not... At yeah. night, I dream about yeah. bombings and fire uh, raining from the sky. Yeah. You know, I, I, I wake up, I'm like, how come? I was so small. Why is it still there? Yeah. No, no, we are at a better time, you know? You know, our main problem is that our memories are short. Because <laughs> yeah. the, the, people, the people in power don't want us to remember. Have you seen anywhere... Uh, plagues or monuments for the battles that happened or the massacres. They don't want us to remember. That's true. It's a policy. So, no, please, people must read history. They must see, they must read history of Syria and Iraq and Saudi Arabia and they must read the history of Egypt. They must understand how a revolution succeeds and how it fails. We must be clever. This is something that is unique to our people is that we have access to an excellent level of education. Yeah. This is undeniable in our country. The human potential has always been extraordinary mm. compared to the way the way Lebanon is governed. The average person is so much more advanced than their state in this country. Because we are so mixed, yeah. there is a bigger curiosity. 
And the ones that make trouble are the fools, really. The ones that have a little bit of information don't start to bark yeah. immediately when they see a picture, when they see uh, a sound. Um, you know how they send on the WhatsApp the, the sound, the things of people announcing problems? Yeah. Guys, it, it's so important you always question the source. Right. You always go behind what you're receiving, you know, not react. Uh, Let me ask you, because what you're describing a situation where people are encouraged not to remember, that their memories are short, and that's a structural issue for Lebanese. Do you think in that sense, the art artistic expression feeds in because there's not much memory, that art is allowed to explore that terrain? No, I will tell you, I've always complained about the lack of uh, um, engaged art in Lebanon. Mm, mm. If you can hear my interviews for the last 10 years, I'm always wondering where are the artists? How can they speak of, uh, how can they write English love songs? Although they live in such a corrupt environment, like, am I crazy? You know, I would feel that I'm the only fool. I, f I feel like the fool. So I felt I was living in an upside down world and I was the fool. So because they were singing or performing things that are less to do with local problems and more to do with other problems because they would never question their parents their yeah. brothers they would never question it yeah although they suffered from deep oppression they would just live abstractly outside of it yeah and i would always be inspired by the craziness of the the, the places where i live and uh, i was shocked today I feel the world has shifted upside down right. and like, oh, wow, yeah. I, that's, that's music to my ear. Yeah. Yeah, Artists yeah. that I see now in the squares writing their yes. songs, I'm like, yeah, yeah, Can that's you, it. You, from your perspective, because you, you expressed frustration that there wasn't the right type of artistic expression before, did you see yourself in that role when you were initially entering the music scene? Did you, were you were you consciously attacking that, or was it just a I want to express myself musically? Uh, no, spontaneously, yeah. I expressed uh, my concern towards humanity. That's okay. spontaneous because I'm a kid of the war, so yeah. I expressed that yeah, you are living uh, blinded. For like, for example, the first track that went somehow at the time there was not internet but viral <laughs> was called Lost mm. and it mm. tackled our submission to petrol to what? to Pet petrol petrol, petrol yeah. I'm lost in gold the color of my desk darker than the light you know it was it was a metaphoric towards petrol yes and then the second song was called Lucy Lucifer and it addressed uh, our addiction to religions and how we were and I was a teenager how old were you when Soap Kills started? I was um, 18, 18. 19. So you started really earlier in your own way. Uh, 16, 16. Uh, when I started Lombrix. Okay. And Yasmin okay. started with me yes. Lombrix. Then our musicians left and we were left, Yasmin and I. So you were kids playing mm. with playing with music and expressing yourself as children. Yeah. Did, did you see yourself then as somebody, as a child of the war? Or was it really just, I, I'm, this is who I am and I'm... Perhaps uh, just doing whatever feels right. Oh, uh, well, no. When I 
I became a bit conscious about people. Uh -huh. I uh, I was somehow proud to be a kid of the war. It's something I would right. do you know, in a teenager way. Yes, yes. That I would say, yeah, I lived the war. I saw blood. <laughs> you know, I was very proud of that. Because there wasn't any. Uh, you correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know of any other. In, and I'm going to use this word loosely. Indie band that did tackle these subjects when you were doing so kills. And if they were around, they were not that visible back then. Um, I would say that at my time, uh, Reis Beek and uh, RGB, Kita Beirut, would, and this is the first uh, hip-hoppers on the scene, yeah. no, would be talking about the craziness of yeah. the system already. Right. That was the beginning. And I would be very proud of that because I felt that this is real hip-hop. Yes, yes. And we're talking at the time where the bling hip-hop was starting to become big in the US. Yeah. The rise of our hip hop was always legit because of the messages. Right. So, um, um, in parallel to that, uh, my expression always wanted to be against a rotten system mm -hmm. because. Or for I've, that matter, rotten love, rotten anything, right? I always sense that it's, a, it's correcting a problem. Yeah, yeah. It was not engaged uh, politically directly, but yeah. if I was talk about love, it would be somebody trying to reach the other one and there's a roadblock. Exactly, yeah. For example, yeah. Or, or the song would say, oh, the light is rising, it's time to wake up. Yeah. And it would be metaphoric. Right. Or, uh, come my love, let's go and kiss because there's a storm about to arrive. And is that because of your memories of the war, that there's always a concern that things will go wrong? Because I sense this always in your music that there's a that there's a real wall. No, no. really not, but because of the memory, because uh -huh. of the actual moment. Uh -huh. Like I was always uh, inspired by the day, the now. Uh -huh. The war never stopped. I don't know if you realize. Yeah. Maybe the militia st stopped killing each other, but the war has never stopped for yeah, us yeah. the war in like the, their deep consequences mm -hmm. there were maybe not loud guns but there were a system that was wrong that was there yes yes so things never came back to normal right and that was the thing i was always tackling in my songs so in a way your music is the build-up to what we're seeing now because you're tackling the post-war order which is not really a typical post-war order it's just a, it's a entrenchment of everything that went wrong during the war without people shooting each other and, uh, from my perspective because again let's put things in their context yeah. I'm not a pop artist I don't have millions of followers I have well you have I, tens of thousands tens of thousands if, if not maybe hundreds of thousands I hope so I don't yeah. know <laughs> we can but, put some bots in there <laughs> yeah but from my personal perspective yeah. I've always worked towards today Mm -hmm. I see today the, the, as the biggest reward yeah. for me. I, yeah. I, I, I feel life has rewarded me with this moment where I feel I am not the only fool in the crazy yeah. bullshit environment. Like yeah. you know, the whole world is completely ignoring <laughs> where they live. You know? So everyone for a moment is expressing themselves the way you've been expressing yourself. They're all wanting to overcome the, the today. Today, yeah, that they want to get rid of the, the bad. That you feel like people relate to you now. Uh, 
Okay, I, mean, I think I, people still don't know me uh, <laughs> better than the, uh, in the revolution. Today, everybody is a revolutionary singer, so I'm less known even than before. That's but, interesting. Yeah. But from my perspective, you're, you're, you've gone down and. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't mind. I don't yeah. care because again, uh, I have such a deep love for people. Sure. Then today, I feel at my place. Yeah. I feel a bigger sense of belonging. Yeah. And before, I felt really lonely. In fact, mm. when the elections happens, when the elections happened. Uh, 2016. Yes, yeah. uh, okay, I voted for the civil party because mm. there was a program mm. and there was ideas and new faces. Yeah. And when the, all the warlords uh, stayed in place, that was the summum of my despair yeah. towards my people. Yeah. And I felt okay. Uh, I'm really alone in this country. Yeah. I didn't think okay. I'm gonna leave. <laughs> I'm gonna write right. more music and I write a project yes. about home and belonging. And I wrote a song that I haven't released yet it's called mm. Nahr al Mod that says, Where is the voice? You know, the Arabic, uh, uh, the, the singer, when he's sound checking, yeah. say, When sort, Raha sort. So I did a game on this uh, words, you uh-huh. know, When Raha sort, Min khafa sort, Akhadu tiyar, Nahr al Mod. So you're, oh, so that's interesting. It didn't come out, but the revolution happened. So in a way, they're. You're, you're predicting it in a sense. Uh, well, it's not difficult to predict. Things no. could not last forever, sure. like but Bancroft. It's, but it's timely because yeah. it was. I, I know that you were going to do a joint project at, uh, at, at uh, Aresco. Aresco. And I, I hope it's still going to happen after the, uh, mm. the revolution. But did I get it right? You were being a little mysterious about the, about the actual delivery because there was a lot of hinting. And pictures that were not Beirut, obviously. Yeah. And I couldn't tell where they were, whether they were Amman or whether yeah. they were other places. Well, Beit uh, united the artists from Syria and Jordan. Uh-huh. And the subject of the project was ho- home. Right. Where is our home? Yeah. Where do we belong? Why are we treated so bad? Yeah. We are in the same house. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the lyrics of the, the, so the song. Dignity is at stake. And... It is that where 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 are we living? Yeah. Where where do we belong? That yeah. was a questioning the two artists I was working with are refugees. I see. They are stars in their countries, mm-hmm. but they're not allowed to live in their countries. Right. And myself again, I have also I had this deep fracture since the elections that I yeah. felt I don't belong here. You know, where am I? This sense of losing that's interesting so you're not a refugee but you felt lost at home I felt I don't belong where I was living because I was surrounded by sleeping dead uh, sleeping dead I say well uh, walking dead dead zombies zombies, you know which are now alive and well in downtown well no I'm telling you this is the greatest reward for my soul (laughs) I feel Mm -hmm. I can live now let me ask you though let's go back you have hope now yeah you know, that's interesting because I don't know you. We just met. I know you through your music. And your music, I don't always get the message of hope. And I'm guessing this time around there's something that really changed. Uh, the message I, of hope? Well, no, there is a hope. Always. For example, I'm trying to think about any song. Well, let me, let me, yeah. let me, I'm going to interject. Okay. Although you probably, I'll, sure. I'll let you explain other ones. But the one that... Resonates the most, I think, with what's happening now. Mm. Is maybe the most catchy, yeah. And it's the most uh, universally friendly song. General Slayman, yeah. Go home. All the militiamen, go home. Corrupted politicians, go home. Weapon dealers say. 
But yeah. it, you just need to remove the last name. You don't it, need. You don't even need to. Because yeah. General Suleiman is also in Iraq. Sure. It's sure. also yeah. in Egypt. I found so many General Suleimans. I was like, what? Yeah. Whoa, you know. It's an, you can put any any country and you get the same situation. That was the idea behind the song. But yeah. I know that that song could have been written today. And yeah. it would be the same. If, if anything, it would even mean more now. And I, I want to just get your opinion on that song, which made you at least more famous abroad. People knew about your story and they knew that you were interrogated briefly because of it. Is this something to you that has been... That song is a joyous occasion. It's an upbeat song. You can sing along to it. Before we started recording, you mentioned uh, people sending their children dancing to you. Yeah. I know of old people that are humming. So yeah. it's... Even in that song, though, it's a... It ends with go home, but yeah. General Suleiman stays in the palace. And that's what I meant by you want things to change, but they don't. Do you yeah. feel like this time around that they are going to change? That General, insert, Suleiman will go home? Oh, no, but I think since day one, things have changed. Day one of the revolution. Since the, the, the day one that uh, you saw all those people yes. talking without fear. Which is exactly a month ago. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah the people always say, oh, do you think this revolution is going to succeed? In fact, I asked a person in the square, like, oh, you know, because there was not so many people at the moment. I was like feeling a bit down, like, and I asked a girl there in the other side, like, so you think the revolution is going to succeed? She looks at me like she's not already succeeded. Look, yeah. listen to us. Yeah. Look, we're here, you know? Right. So the, we can't go back. I mean, sure, there can be dictatorship forever. Yeah. But you can't, uh, you can't create a sudden amnesia. People are now aware. Yeah. They're not in this deep denial. Yeah. The most dangerous thing in an addiction, for example, is the denial. Oh, that's interesting. Addiction. So we were... Are you saying we were addicted to something? Oh, yeah. That's interesting. I haven't or heard this our, before. To our comfort. To, mm. yeah, we were mm. comfortable mm. in our little country with the little things we were given. Uh -huh. We were coping with our three hours electricity cut. <laughs> and we were coping <laughs> with the, um, the infrastructure crawling around. Because we had our little piece of beach and our little piece of mountain and our piece of uh, uh, comfort. And we were so scared of losing it that we tolerated being uh, being eaten slowly by like a, like a cancerous, a corruptive uh, government. Is it that we were addicted or we were just used to it and we didn't know how to move well, out? Why do I tell you addiction? Because uh, the, the addict um, is, has something that gives him a little bit of comfort, mm. but the mm. price he pays for it kills him at the end. 
and right. but he doesn't want to see it and yeah. he denies it. Yeah. So yeah, he yeah. lives in denial. He would never say, "Oh no, things are wrong. Right. I'm good. I'm okay. I'm okay." Yeah. And then his body starts to fail him. He starts to die. Yes. Uh, yes. So yeah, I would say we and we are so all we're dying. In we're, a sense. we're worldwide addicted to this little piece of comfort that yeah. consumerism has given us. But we were really blinded by the price it cost yeah. to have those little, little piece of comfort. I, I think humanity needs, how to say, a little bit of awakening, a little bit of a, a vision that it goes further than the car and the phone and the, the furniture and the TV. And we need to go further than that. So in that sense, that part of this revolution is a global thing, because that's not just this country. Uh, that this revolution is totally part mm. of that mm, yeah. and you will see very simply that as soon as the whatsapp tax was raised yeah. people woke up <laughs> guys come on come on you know you know I think that it's so poetic justice couldn't be delivered better that a whatsapp tax took everyone to whatsapp to revolt. <laughs> yeah. We all used WhatsApp to meet so and to go crazy together. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, we need to communicate uh, always freely. Ask, yeah. Without WhatsApp, even. Yeah. Without phones, without you know, because also you know, I'm not against attacks on WhatsApp. To be honest, if this um, gives back some money to the people that don't have phones yeah. you know yeah. I, 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 for example I could never buy a car I mm. hate the idea of possessing such a big machine yeah. that drinks petrol <laughs> and that causes so much misery worldwide <laughs> you know I, I can't change my phone it's been five years mm. I feel bad because I hate this I should feel bad too mine's I, about five years old yeah <laughs> I hate how again the world is totally in denial. I hate that. And I feel myself bad yeah. because I play the game. I try to be someone, an example for for humanity. But no, I'm the same. I'm just uh, you're eaten by consumerism. So that's, in a sense, you're revolting against that issue too. So it's not just in terms of, obviously, corruption and the sectarian old way of governing. You're revolting against the way we interact with... with this is about us. Yeah. We can't go point at uh, a corrupted politician yeah. and be ourselves yeah. dirty. If we are engaged in this cleansing uh, process, we need to question really how we live and if we are living equally to our principles. Yeah. Let's face a government that is going to tell us Okay, having a phone will cost you that much, right. and having a car will cost you that much because if you don't pay that much, you will lose the planet, you will make yeah. people unhappy, you will create uh, unhappiness. Right. Are you, do you accept the price of your freedom? Yeah. So that's, uh, I, I love revolutions, I'm with it, but it has a cost. Let's so, uh, accept the cost. And the cost, I mean, it's, maybe it's. I don't want to be too pessimistic here, but there is a big cost, which is our economy was already falling. And it's been a month that mm. we've been demanding dignity and, and good things. It looks like the economy will really hit us hard when, when things begin to settle. Yeah. And I want to ask you as, as a musician, as an artist, do you find yourself, your 
do you find your profession as hit hard as well? And I mean it in a, in a tangible sense. Uh, can you, do you find that this country can provide you the platform you need to perform and to express? Or are you worried that even art is at stake? Because it's easy to trash the, uh, the banks. It's easy to, you know, the larger businesses, we can easily point at them. But as an you're you're a self-employed man to a degree. You're you made it on your own. Yeah. Is your economic well-being at stake too? Uh, yeah. Again, I, I hate to spoil the party, but <laughs> I never had money. <laughs> you never had money. Well, no, you had some money. I never look. Uh, I, I know that you've. I made show you my money. bank account. It shows nineteen dollars. Okay. You're joking. I I swear on my kid. Nineteen dollars. Yeah, I have. And it's not because of the revolution. I've been living just enough to live. Okay? Like the so music. You can't withdraw 20 because you'll go negative. <laughs> no, I have to wait for my wife to get her salary. Right. Uh, I have right. to wait for a, a, a delivery of a project to be. Uh, my, yeah. Okay, but my music is paying for my life. Right. It's not a shop. I don't sell goods. Yes. I sell arts. And uh, it, uh, it, I get my payments from uh, worldwide platforms sure. in dollars. <laughs> you see, but it's always been like that. Like I started uh, with nothing, yeah. and I'm still at the same point. Now, the more people listen to my music and buy my music, and the more downloads I will receive on my bank account in dollars. But hmm. I've never owned a land or a car, or I possess nothing really. I had a bicycle. It was got it got stolen. I I don't have instruments. I don't buy the great instruments. My guitar is the same since ten years. You're joking. I you, don't really? possess. I am not someone who possess. I can leave my house tomorrow. I only have um, paintings that I love. This mm. is my furniture. Is the paintings. And my family is used to that. My wife is used to not having a car. We use my parents' car because. I mean, they're growing old. Why do they need two cars? I can use their car, you know. But uh, even, but let's say you had a scheduled event and it was delayed. Yeah. And I, I mean it more in an individual way. Are you, are you able to handle more weeks of this? Or let's say even months where it drags and drags? Because yeah. I'm curious about people that want a better country uh, but unable to afford the next you know the, the, the near future I would be a liar if I told you that uh, yeah for sure mm. I have two children one is very young yeah. so now I'm talking a lot of courage but tomorrow if I go to the supermarket there's no food if my kid is yeah. ill and he has no medicine yeah. we should re-record an interview <laughs> you see <laughs> no but because I think this, this really matters to the average person who's protesting I know but uh, as a musician, yeah. I've learned to live at the exact moment, the exact yeah. present, yeah, yeah. without the, carrying the pain of the past or the fear of the future. Right. I lived the exact moment and this energy carries me. And yes. this is how I was able to build a music career without calculating where it would take me. Because if yeah. I had to take advice from a banker, like, uh, yeah, I'm going to do a music career. So in Lebanon? No, come on, stop, change, do something. No, get a job, he would tell me. Uh, a local person would tell you that. Uh, for an artist that doesn't speak really well Arabic and starting music, right. someone would have but sent I, me home. But this is, I'm always curious about this. And I've spoken to people that are true to their art, the way you are, 
and they find their audience is always more receptive outside. Not because Lebanese don't want to listen, not because they don't want to watch or they don't want to see. It's because the obstacles here can be severe. I'll give you an example. When I, I spoke to Ziad Wadi, and he was he expressed a real bitterness that he was sort of temporarily interrogated and and in a way unfairly treated for a movie that he released 12 years ago. Um, we know Mashrul Leila just a few months ago. They, their event was canceled for reasons that appear to be more silly than anything, but the threats were real. Um, we, you, I think we spoke briefly about this Jad uh, al uh, who did the Burj al-Hawa, the Burj al-Mur curtains, and they were you know, stripped and he cannot express it the way he wants to. So you have art artists that get then promoted outside, and all of them are treated like stars when they leave. And then they come home and it's almost like they're not given the, the true honor that they deserve. Even if they don't think they deserve it, they do deserve it. Do you find when you were interrogated for a for an upbeat song about a universal general, a dictator, did you feel like you were in the same kind of situation where people are listening to your music all over the world and at home you're being interrogated for a silly lyric and you had to even you had to even explain that your music is just music. You are just singing a song about any leader who goes wrong. I mean what I'm getting at is, do you find that your potential is materialized here or is it materialized outside? You know, it's mostly my friends and my family that talk to me about my potential. <laughs> <laughs> I never know what is my potential. That's funny. That's I never felt, even with Soap Kills, I never knew if we had reached or not. I've seen Soap Kills CDs in strange places and you have no idea that you may, I mean, it really, it's a lot bigger, I think, it. than you, than, yeah. We never, the, in fact, the moment we started to feel it, Yasmin wanted to get out of Lebanon because she feels she was not reaching her potential. So I think the potential killed the potential. <laughs> but I mean, the potential, that's fine. <laughs> no, but the potential was reaching, that, that's my point. Outside, yeah. people were listening. And people do listen. Yeah. Again, I don't do my music <laughs> That's funny, for right? the people, mm. the, for the reach of the people. I do for sure music for the people, but I do music because I love doing music. Yeah. I hope it reaches people. I yeah. would be so happy that uh, people vibrate to what I have to express. Yeah. But I never, uh, I swear, I never consider how far it's going to reach. Sometimes I feel sorry for myself that I don't reach more people, but it's never something that uh, waits on my heart more than maybe half an hour. So, but this actually opens another door. Mm. And last few weeks, we've heard people chanting their own songs that would have been censored ten years ago. Yeah, I mean, and some of them are so lyrically perfect, mm. and you hear grandmothers listening and, and nodding with joy. Uh, there's a, there's a um, maneuvering of expression that's widened. You mm -hmm. can say somebody's name, kiss emu. Yeah. Ten years ago, you wouldn't have been able to do that. Now yeah. everyone sings it together, and there's no talk about censoring it. Yeah. Do you think that that has opened the door for more art and more artistic expression, that sensitivity has gone down? 
and that the youth are you, you mentioned hip hop before yeah yeah oh, the same happened in the Tahrir Square mm. suddenly the independent uh, Egyptian scene uh, was more listened to because mm. people needed music with uh, thoughts and yeah. uh, ideas and social content yeah. they had enough of this uh, again uh, uh, music that carried no uh, thoughts yeah so we're at the same moment in time where in Lebanon a lot of youth has found uh, an audience because it's in sync with history. Yeah. Uh, I just hope it does not open the doors to insults. Even mm. in Jerusalem, I never insult. That's Why? true. There's not one slur in it. Why insult? Would Actually, you... your most insulting phrases go home. Yeah. Do you think <laughs> you can reach your point without insult and you are stronger? You yeah. Know? You know, if someone, if you think something is wrong, just express it in the most simple way. Jenrasta uh, Iman is a childish song because it, it, that's, it must reach anyone. It's yeah. an ABC song, it's a kid's song. It is, yeah. About corruption and about a general that wants to become a president. And yeah. it's saying, man, no, you're a great person. Why do you want to go there? Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. stay where you are, do your job and go home, go home. you know? And then uh, every, every part of those. Do you think the Hela Ho chant is like this child became a teenager? And is now, uh, you know, expressing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, every every teenager needs to destroy his parents yeah. in order to uh, evolve and uh, emancipate. So it's, it's exactly that. Yeah, mm. we need we need to change the the old dying system. But look, it goes even further. It's not that the system. It's not a teenage reaction to a system. We are being killed yeah. there's a crime yeah. there's a criminal there yeah. not just a teenage thing that's what the people tell that's what the gov governments tell you it was yeah. just a bunch of kids but no God, man you are yeah. you are a criminal you need to be judged you yes. need to go to jail you're not we're not kids yeah. uh, revolting because we're kids you need to face your responsibility yeah. that's why there's something dangerous happening people are asking for the president to step down uh, we shouldn't ask for that. We, what oh. we need now yeah. is the president to do his job. Hmm. Do your job. Don't. If he steps down, all the criminals are happy because that's chaos. I didn't think about that. Oh, so you'd in, in very this, important. So you'd rather put pressure rather than having the person leave. We need this president yeah. to assign a government that would lead us to early elections yeah. so we can put in place the people we need to build a better country. We don't need yeah. to change the president now because yeah. that's the big unknown. Right. That's more chaos. We have this huh. crumbling old president that was dreaming of reaching his place. Now he needs to do his job. <laughs> so in a way it's general go work. Exactly, go yeah. to work. If you want to be self-sufficient and I know that you, you made it you said it in a way that you live in the now. Mm. But do you go on Instagram now? Do you go on on Twitter? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. So is that you? How do you express yourself online? Is it YouTube? Yeah. What do you uh, use? No, recently I like Instagram. I like uh, the power of uh, texts and nice pictures, and mm. I like the live yeah. system. You know, you press live, and you're live with uh, your audience. Right. I like it. 
I share links on my Instagram about mm. songs I've done. Mm. You know, during the revolution, I share with the people. I, yes, right. Yeah. But is there is there compensation directly to you for that, or is it sort of lost in the? No, in the in the music business, you need to make noise. Mm. You need to uh, let your name vibrant. Yeah. So you get uh, opportunities. Yeah. But uh, no, the sales of your music is not there where you do your money. Right. It's mostly gigs. It's mostly uh, people that order music for their movies yes. or license tracks right. or you do advertisement like I... So the money is not necessarily any longer in the music itself, it's in selling the music and other... <coughs> yeah, 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 like because I've been producing for the last 20 years, mm. I have a huge catalog that is selling right. worldwide. But, right. but no, I don't immediately live from the sales of... from the streams. Okay. Yeah. You know, I, right. I, I make around three hundred dollars a month of see music sales. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so it's so changed dramatically the way the way artists make money through their music. And yeah, it, the streams is not the best it's not way. The best, yeah. CDs we used to make a bit more. Right. But I didn't like the physical thing behind it, you know, pressing yeah. material and plastic, yeah. and uh, it's not good. I always, w I was happy with the internet that colors. I'm, I'm doing something that is untouchable. It's uh, abstract. <laughs> you know, I think you're one of the few artists to express it this way. Because yeah. I actually, as a fan, I mm. like holding, mm. I like feeling, mm. and I love even records being able to feel the texture and and. I know it takes a lot of space. Yeah. I know it probably is environmentally hazardous. Yeah. But there's something magical about being able to listen and feel. And yeah. it's usually the artist is expressing their feelings through the, you know, through the record, yeah. through the art. And no, I like being in the air. In the air, yeah. Yeah, and everywhere. Yeah. I don't like to be a product that you can touch. That's interesting. That's so I you tell you, I don't like to accumulate uh, things, objects. Yeah. I like uh, being just my body and the minimum clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll only bother you with one more. Okay. Uh, I know that Yasmin Hamdan was in Beirut. I don't know if she's still here, but she was. There were there was a moment. I think I saw you. You posted a photo of her on the ring. Yeah. And it's a stupid question. I know you get this asked. What would it take for your the fans that know you from Soap Kills to do one more Soap Kills record? And what would it take for you guys to produce music together again? And uh, is it just like an impossible dream that nobody should... <laughs> no, you know, I, I spoke to Yasmin uh, last month about it. Saying, you know, let's uh, film a song. I, yeah. I'm doing a series with friends it's called The Cube Sessions. Yeah. And we film acoustic tracks inside the cube that we take mm. wherever we want to take it. And she told me, but what's the point? Mm. I was like, what's the point? <laughs> We're doing... Yeah. Something together, you know. Yeah. But what, are we touring? Are we going somewhere? I don't want people to think we're on a new project. Say, but I see. Oh, just for the. Yeah. I said I'm not really interested in that. Okay. So that's the situation. It's right. me, you know, like begging Yasmin <laughs> for a piece of us. Yeah. Because I love it so much. I love so much what we've done. That's I good. Cherish it. I'm glad to hear that. So, I cherish it. So okay. And Yasmin not being in that moment of nostalgia, being right. into her own uh, dream, yes. which I totally respect. Sure. But 
as she says, it's not the moment. Okay. But we're very good friends. We love each other. Yeah. And uh, so that's the most important. Okay. So in other words, maybe down the road, maybe something would emerge. There's no closed doors. It's just that. Yeah. It will come if it has to. Yeah. We recorded uh, together the national anthem. She and her buster friend recorded lyrics, new lyrics for the national anthem. Oh, okay. And she brought her friends into the studio. Yes. And they recorded it and they released it. So uh, we did something together. If oh, you so want. you were part of that as well. Yeah, okay. I, re- I was. It was the I was the studio and the producer and the engineer. Oh, so you do collaborate, but just not through soap kills necessarily. Nothing called soap kills. Right. Zed, thank you for your time. You thank you so much. I'm sorry, I, it was uh, familiar, but no, no, that's, you, uh, that's my thank life. Thank you. Have a good day.